welcome to this week's episode of Moat 9. That's M-O-A-T, the number 9. I don't know if you've had a long week or about to have a long week, just finishing up a long week, in the middle of a long week, whatever the case may be. The show's finding here. Let's get into it real quick. Shout out to my boy over at Taco Avocat here in El Paso. Also my boy at Coffee Box here in El Paso. Not official sponsors, but they have each contributed in their own way to the show. Thank you guys very much. And for the intro music that I have now been starting to use, this one is called Phrase Print by Josh Pan on YouTube. Check them out. Let's get into the episode, but real quick, you're probably wondering, I want to start my own podcast. How do I do that? Well, funny you should ask. All right, guys. This is episode 28 of Mode 9. That's M-O-A-T, the number 9. I chuckle for the, for anybody that listened to the last one before they got here. I was saying last episode that it was episode 28, when in actuality it was episode 27. I may have been drinking, and I messed it up. Which, anyway. Um, so this is actually episode 28 yes i'm sure um how are you guys i'm recording on sunday but you'll probably be listening on wednesday especially if you have the subscription to the podcast like you should be doing going to your favorite place to find it and hit the subscribe button just saying um or maybe not maybe you're listening to it later maybe listening to it way down the line who knows whatever the point is whenever you're listening to it I hope you're having a great day. I hope you're having. I hope you have a great week, great month, great life. Everything's great. Let's do it. Anywho, um, I'm <laughs> I'm all trying to be positive and stuff, and then I'm gonna start the show on a downer. Um, I'm gonna do Instagram stuff first. Then I'm gonna jump into. I saw the current episode of Wandavision. Excited for that. And then a buddy of mine suggested that I watch The Vast of Night. And I did actually watch that today, so I'm going to talk about that. That'll be how I close the show. So I had the, the, the Instagram thing has been going to be quick and simple. I only have three things to talk about, and I'm not going to go on too much of a rant, I think. Um, so to start off with, um, sad news, Mr. Dustin Diamond um oh this is this one is from of course it's everywhere but i got this i saved it from tv movie land on instagram dustin diamond screech unsaved by the bell dies at 44 um it's always sad man i i guess in a way i'm playing into the whole cult of celebrity thing by talking about this because i don't talk about Joe Smith from Tucson that passed away this weekend um, with the same sadness, I guess. I don't talk about it at all, but we've it, I think it's because even though Joe Smith from Tucson, I don't know. I don't he, he's not in my life at all. Granted, technically, neither was Mr. Dustin Diamond, but. I f- we form a bit of a connection because they're in the shows that we watch. And we, in my case, this was right around the, my teenage years. Um, 
So in a way, I I feel that I kind of know of, and I think that's where the celebrities and fans kind of get that kind of just creepiness vibe because the we as fans feel like we know them, and they're just like, I have no idea who you are, bro, and you're coming at me like if I'm supposed to know you and I don't. So I get that, um, and I understand. It. Hopefully, you're listening to the show to get some entertainment out of it not to get existential so without getting as existential it's still sad whether it's john smith from tucson or mr Dustin diamond or whatever what makes it even more so for me 44 that is a year i actually turn level i actually hit level 44 this year i decided i'm not going to say that i'm 44 years old anymore. I'm going to say that I hit level 44. Um, that's kind of scary to me, man. Um, he's still staying a little morbid. My dad passed away when he was 48. That's only like four years from where I am now. That's so scary, man. Um, but so sad. He, he, it was uh, stage four cancer. Um, and seeing some of the stuff through tabloids or tmz whatever he he seemed to be not in the best headspace um but oh man 44 and then it was i believe lung cancer and by the time it was announced it was stage four i've had some people pass away from cancer very close to me and yes once you hit stage four man it's it's gonna be a rough ride it's not impossible it's not a death sentence per se, but you're in for some hard work. Um, so anyway, that was pretty sad. For those of you that never watched the show or too young or whatever, you don't know what I'm really talking about, but you can always go back and look it up. I believe the, the show is supposed to have made a resurgence on like the new generation of Saved by the Bell. So anywho, rest in peace to Mr. Dustin Diamond. I'll drink a little bit of coffee in his honor. And then we'll move on. Out of my coffee box. Tumblr. For those of you that live in El Paso. Hint, hint. <clears throat> Just saying. Um, which one do I want to do next? I don't think I'll go on a rant about either one. So maybe that one. So let's do this one. Uh, from movie.updates2. And it has a dot, dot, dot. Oh, okay. It's movie.updates2. 247247 um they posted that a wakanda series is officially in the works at disney plus from black panther director uh, director ryan coogler the project is a part of ryan coogler's new five-year deal with disney and then it's a two-part it's a two um slide post and the other one is just uh e um wakanda forever um yeah so i don't know man i and they have this thing don't get me wrong it's no disrespect to no disrespect to mr bozeman if you listen to i think it's like episode four or five um i pay my little tribute to him i get it but this thing that they're doing about we're not gonna recast the black panther and, and i'm like i i have faith in marvel and kevin feige and disney that they have not at least me they have not let me down so far with the mcu um i i trust that they'll 
find a way to make it work and do it well. I'm just, I get, I kind of get it. And, and at the same time, like, I, I get it. Like, they don't want to, he was the Black Panther. But it's not like, if it had been, God forbid, but if it had been like Robert Downey Jr. And they didn't want, they're like, we're not recasting Tony Stark. I get it, man. The homeboy's been doing it for 10 plus years. He is Iron Man. At some point, they're going to need to find a way to either recast him, change the character or someone, whatever the case may be. But Bozeman didn't do it that long. Um, but I kind of get it. Like, you don't want to see somebody else. If Michael B. Jordan hadn't been Killmonger, I'd be pushing for him to be the, the new Black Panther. Um, but and not, not, it doesn't have to be the same character that's the black panther he could take up the mantle somehow um but of course he's killmonger and he's dead so that can't happen I'm, but i don't know man disney has pulled a bro and uh, we'll get into that with the cool kind of vision thing but hopefully i can circle back around but i think they could pull it off because they did something in episode five of what one division that i was like holy shit so i don't know i i'm i'm torn about it i get what they're doing and why they're doing it but I want to see the Black Panther, man. Even if it is the sister, I, I'm not that big of a fan of the sister. Yeah, she's funny and all that, but, eh. But hey, who knows? I, I, I don't know. We, we'll see. I'll see what we'll see what they end up doing. I think they'll they need to do a Black Panther at some point, but maybe they won't. They're gonna have to explain at some point what happened to him. I don't know. I trust in in, in the, like I said, the MCU, Kevin Feige, and Disney. So. I hope they just pull it off well. A Wakanda series without the Black Panther. Who knows, man? Could be crazy. Moving on. This one is just plain and simply TV movie land. Uh, this is a tweet apparently from Zack Snyder for the upcoming four-hour Justice League Snyder cut. Um, amazing character you created. Honored to have our worlds collide. And he added, this is Zack Snyder on his tweet, added David Ayer movies and added Jared Leto. And not added, but at it, like the at sign. Um, and some of you might have seen it by now. It's a picture of a faded out Joker holding up a Joker card, like close to the camera. And then he's in the background all faded out. Everybody's saying that this is, the new look for Jared, and it looks to be like blurred out intentionally. Um, that this is still Jared Leto as the Joker, but in a with a new look. Um, I don't know, man. This Zack Snyder thing is starting to get a little worrisome for me because he, he's I don't want to say he's talked shit, but people have put down the original Justice League so much. And so much hype has been around this Zack Snyder cut that I'm so afraid that it's going to fall flat. Um, I've seen, I don't know how true it is, but I've seen things where they're showing um, Michael Keaton is supposed to be the real, like the true Batman in this universe that they're trying to create. Um, no, but that's for the Flash movie. That's not for the Zack Snyder cut. That's for the Flash movie. Because supposedly the Flash movie is going to reset everything. 
that's going to correct what's been going on. Um, but still, this one I've seen a, a movie poster, and I'm pretty sure it's not real, but they have the Martian Manhunter in there. They have the Green Lantern on there. There's talks about the Joker being in it. Jared Leto's supposed to be in it. Um, they're, they're supposedly doing all kinds of crazy stuff with this four-hour Justice League movie, so I don't. it's going to be crazy. But that's the thing right now that Jared Leto's making a resurgence of the Joker in this movie. Presumably all this stuff takes uh, place prior to the first Suicide Squad, and he's mentioning David Ayer, so I don't know if this is a segue into doing the David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad because there's also controversy behind that. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm ex- I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm excited for it. it. I think that the Justice League was not done as well as it could have. I, I still enjoy it. But um I mean if if I'm thinking Justice League, I'm like, bro, even if it's towards the beginning, you need to have like Lex Luthor be a big villain or a dark side or something like that. Cause I mean, I guess it's a little too close to Thanos for the MCU, but it is what it is, man. Dark side is, that's going to be exciting. Okay. So anyway, like I said, um, what did I say? Oh, WandaVision. We can segue from comic books into that WandaVision episode five. For those of you that still haven't seen it, like I said, I'm recording as of Sunday. You will be listening presumably Wednesday or later. You might even be listening. You might. Oh my God! You might be listening when episode six is out. So I'm not gonna feel bad about spoilers. But just in case, spoiler alert: episode five of Wandavision is absolutely bananas. Real quick, I have to mention this, and I should have saved it, but I don't remember where. I think it was on TikTok. Somebody made a little tribute saying that their absolute favorite. Um, story arc and the entire MCU is um, oh I forgot his name um, the FBI agent that's in one division I'm gonna pull it up real quick if I have to edit this I will but Wanda vision I shouldn't take too long guys hold on take a deep breath relax Jimmy Wu um, the agent Jimmy agent Wu um, when he when uh, I think it's Rambo um, walks up and he introduces himself, he does the little card thing. Apparently, that's a callback to his when he um, when he met up with uh, Lang in Ant Man. I think it was the original Ant Man, not even Ant Man versus Wasp. I think it was Ant Man, one of the two. That um, Paul Rudd is doing the the trick with the cards. And then he kind of goes up to him after everybody walks away and he's just like, hey, how did you do that card trick? Well, apparently he taught him how to do it because he does it in WandaVision. I thought that was so cool when when I saw it, like that guy saying that that was his favorite story arc. I'm like, I don't know about my favorite, but that is really good. Like, the attention to detail that they're going into for these fan service um, moments is so cool to me. I think that's one of the things that makes me fall in love with the MCU so much. Or has made me fall in love with it so much is these little to end game to me is the perfect fan service movie ever. Um, so anyway, episode five finds us in they're doing the eighties version. The twins are growing, and uh, 
the, the you know all the other stuff that's going on in the background is, the story's progressing pretty cool like you find out okay she's i called it like i didn't say it on here or anything but in my head i called it i said she's she's doing this to help cope with the loss of her brother and vision and everything she's doing she's created this little world for herself or whatever or they they created it to keep her calm so that she doesn't fuck everything up um and she it turns out she is doing it herself but um towards the end of the episode the uh vision kind of is like yo and i know what you're doing and not cool and the doorbell rings and he's like and you really you're doing that on purpose she's like i'm not doing that I, I don't know what that's about like i'm not doing it he doesn't believe her she's upset she goes to the door and when she opens the door there the camera shot is from behind the person that she's looking at so you're seeing her face and her reaction and it's the gray silverish hair and you're like holy shit her brother's here and they brought the quicksilver from the x-men universe in to wandavision i cannot tell you how much i geeked out at that scene the crossover thing that they're doing just absolutely amazing that the fact that they're having the i was gonna say the gumption but fuck it i'm making this episode explicit they had the balls to just say boom we're bringing the that universe into our universe this whole multiverse thing that they're supposedly doing with Doctor Strange and stuff, it's all starting to come together. I am loving the direction that Phase 4 is headed in. I remember thinking at one point with Endgame, I'm like, okay, they did the, the Thanos, the, the Infinity Stone saga. I think they blew their wad. But I'm like, no, if they manage to pull this off, I think they can do it. And they're they're headed in the right direction, man. Phase four is looking hella fucking good. Now I just have to sit back and hope that they get somebody to do the same thing with Star Wars. Jeez. Like the more I think about it, I'm like, Nathan, Mr. Boucher, who refuses to come back onto the show. Um, Yeah, I'm saying it. Probably never going to listen to this anyway. What, what a friend. He's on the show and he doesn't even listen to the show so rude um but uh he has me convinced now that one two and three are probably the better Ugh, i even hate saying it out loud but i I, w- I won't go too deep in the star wars stuff but anyway i hope they find a kevin feige for star wars i hope that they 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 favreau might be him might be the guy might be the person because what he did with the mandalorian I wasn't too big of a fan at first, but I'm not going to lie, man. That last episode with Luke, the the introduction for the book of Boba Fett. Bro, I wasn't a Boba Fett fan, but after Jon Favreau's Mandalorian, I'm definitely going to be watching. I, I, I hope they do it well. I have a lot of faith for, like I said, the MCU. Not so much for the Star Wars franchise, but... I'm just too invested. I'm not going anywhere. So for the sake of my sanity, I just hope they pull it off. Um, so anyway, that's WandaVision. If you haven't started watching, a bit of a spoiler there, but 
it's still worth watching, man. We'll start it from the beginning and enjoy because it's good. The good, the good news, um, the more good news for that is apparently right when WandaVision ends, uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier starts immediately after that. So that's going to be pretty cool as well. So stepping away from the super geekiness, we now move on to the review for The Vast of Night. Okay, so the vast of night, my buddy, he um he has a tendency to. He doesn't really watch movies for the popularity of it. Um, he'll be the first person to start joking and um, tease about like me liking Fast and Furious and stuff like that. He watches the Marvel movies and Star Wars, but not as geeky as I do. Um. But he, because of him, there's been times where he'll tell me, hey, you need, you should check this movie out. And I start watching. I'm like, what the hell is this? It's like a total B movie, something on Netflix that never made to theaters and stuff. Like back in my day, we used to call them B movies. They were movies that went straight to video. They didn't make it to the theaters. It's that type of thing. Um, I remember he told me when I believe it's called just Circle. And it's a very interesting movie. It's the, the premise is that these people wake up like they're standing but they're like in a trance or something they wake up and they're all in this big circle they're standing within a circle but they're in the formation of a big circle facing each other and if you step off this big dot you die and the premise is that i think it's like once an hour or something like that they have to vote somebody off or somebody's killed at random um, so they start developing this whole thing of like, well, you know, let's start talking about this and blah, blah, blah. So we can figure out who, who's going to go. They have to vote. That's what it is. I'm sorry. They have to vote someone to be killed or whatever, or somebody dies at random. And of course, at first they're just like, no, we're not going to participate in this. And then somebody ends up dying anyway. So they're like, you know what? We need to start discussing this because blah, blah, blah. And they're like, why, you know, some people are saying we should discuss it. We shouldn't discuss it. And it's just this psychological trip on society. Like people start talking about this. The racism comes into it. Um, they start saying like, well, you're old. Like you should just volunteer to, to just take, you know, take one for the team. And the, those of us that are young, you know, we still have our lives to live. And the older people are like, fuck you. I still want to be alive. Like, I don't care if I've lived my life, like whatever. It's just this deep psychological, uh, the way that society is with each other and go check it out. It's, it's a pretty good, the whole movie takes place in this blackened room with them just in a circle and that's it. So it was super interesting. And it's because of him that I watched it. So when he suggested the vast of night, I'm like, you know what? He tends to suggest some pretty interesting movies, so I'm going to give it a shot. The premise of this one is it's in the 1950s, and a radio DJ and the switchboard operator, for those of you that don't know what that is, um, back in the day for telephone, they it was so old school that they actually would have a person that the call would come in and they would switch it. They would plug it into a different line so that it could go to where they were trying to reach. Um, and they had a person actually running that, that switchboard. 
that's what they were switchboard operator um so it's her and him and she hears a noise coming through that turns out it's on the radio as well that they can't figure out so it becomes this thing of what is this sound and they go into detective mode trying to figure it out um i won't give too much away other than that i don't want to do a spoiler i'm going to try my best to avoid spoiler alerts i'm just going to talk about how good or not good this movie is i'm going to start off with saying as of right now and maybe in talking this out i'm going to change but as of right now i'm going to say this movie on my five star rating that i'm kind of trying to stick with here I'm going to give this movie a solid, it's going to be a three and a half or a four. Right now I'm leaning towards four because I really like this movie. Um, the cinematography is great. Great shots. Now, well, let me, let me give a bit of a disclaimer here. Today's Super Bowl Sunday and my mom got here early to hang out for the day. And we wanted to watch a movie, and she was going to put on something else. She, she's a big action movie fan. It's really funny. She's a big action movie fan. She will not watch The Notebook and all that lovey-dovey shit. She just wants to watch things blow up. She wanted to put on Angel Has Fallen with Gerard Butler. And I was like, I'm not really feeling that. If I'm going to watch that, I, I started watching, I started rewatching Sicario, or I watched, rewatched Sicario all the way through, and I wanted to watch the second one. I was going to put that on i'm like nah that might be too bloody and violent for her. she likes action but not necessarily violent if that makes any sense um i'm like no and then i'm like oh the vast of night because we were uh, my buddy was over here and uh we were all talking about it last night so i'm like oh you know what let's i'll, I'll watch that and I'll, I'll make her watch it and i decided to go watch it outside because my daughter wanted to play outside and that was a horrible idea because this movie is, it takes place all in one night. And it's at night and the glare from being outside just did not help. So it was very difficult to to see. Um, and I mentioned that for a reason. Sorry, I'm going to move this bowl before it falls over. Give me a second. Um, oof. So the reason I call it a disclaimer is because that's going to tie into a little bit of why my review is the way it is as far as cinematography from what little i was able to see we we ended up coming inside to finish like the last 10 minutes of it and i'm so glad that we did um from that chunk that i saw and the pieces that i was able to see clearly the cinematography is gorgeous i love the way this movie is shot in recent years i've noticed that I don't remember what movie it was that I first noticed it, but they started doing this shaky thing where they don't, they didn't have the cameras on like stabilizers anymore. They just kind of let somebody carry it. So you get that little bouncy effect and they seem to use it in everything now. I don't know if it's better or worse. I don't like it. I come from old school movies to where they were, they had them on stabilizers and everything is just a smooth shot. Now I, I, I understand when they use it for, um fight scenes because you can shoot a fight scene to where you're pulling punches and not really you know going all out and still make it look good because if the camera's like bouncing around and you're switching angles a lot and it's shaky it looks chaotic but it's a fight scene so it kind of works but when it's other shots like we were watching 
um, The Conjuring 2 the other day. And I think I might have mentioned this, um, but they do this camera angle thing where they just like pan over and it's a direct shot facing down and they're just moving up. And it just I'm like, it adds nothing to the scene, nothing whatsoever. It's like they they got a director or cinematographer that's a little artsy. I was trying to throw that into a horror movie. And I'm like, no, that's this is not where you get artsy, bro. And if you do, the story better coincide with the artsiness of it. And it didn't. Um, but for that reason, the cinematography in this one is really good. They have a couple of shots that I'm positive they used a drone for. Um, but it's just shot very well. Looks very, very pretty. Um, the score, you know, the music in it and stuff like that, it, it helps. Um, this isn't too much of a spoiler, but they, they, they're kind of doing this thing where certain scenes start off that you're watching it on a TV, on your TV. Like you're, it's a little meta. You're looking at a TV on the screen with the scene playing out and then it kind of pans in and it becomes the scene. You have to watch it. It's, it's really cool the way they do it. It's shot kind of like a Twilight Zone episode. There's just so many things about this thing that I love. I think whoever made this movie is a fan of old school um, storytelling. What else can I say? The story is, in my opinion, very well written. It it runs. It it flows very well. There's a bit, there's a little bit that I'm like, eh, that, that doesn't make all that. I can tell you that part without ruining too much. There's a scene where they're in a car and something happens that the, a girl panics and she's like, let me out. And she just starts running into the forest. And I'm like, yeah, no, I mean, I understand that you feel that you almost had a near death experience in this car, but you're just going to run into the forest. Like, no, but other than little things like that. I think the story was very well written. When I was thinking about, I was uh, describing this to Cinda, my fiance. Um, the way that I would describe it is, even though I shit on Tarantino, I think he writes, and I've said this before, I think he writes movies very well. Just the content is what's like a little questionable, but the way that he writes a dialogue is actually really good. To me, it feels that way dialogue is really good even though a lot of it is talking like the it doesn't get actiony exciting really until the very end and even then it's not that big of a thing um but the conversation is very well written i mean i was enjoying just listening to the banter and the character development to me seemed very stephen kingish because in my opinion stephen king in my opinion, nobody does character development better than Stephen King. You end up loving the characters that he wants you to love. He, you end up hating the characters that he wants you to hate. It, he, he writes characters and character development very well. And whoever wrote this does both of those things very well. The dialogue was very good. The character development, I think, is very good. Um, the cinematography is good. The music is good. Overall... It's, in my opinion, it's a very, very good movie. I can see how a lot of people might not like it. The subject matter, and I'm not going to give away the ending, but the subject matter has been done. But I haven't seen anything like this one. And um, 
I think it was, like I said, very well done. For that reason, I want to give it a four. And the reason that I hesitate is because, like I said, I watched most of it outside in the glare and it's a dark movie. So I need to rewatch it so that I can see if it holds up. Now, the reason that I kind of hesitate, I don't almost don't want to, is because part of what made me enjoy it is because I couldn't see very well. It was like I was in the 50s or earlier when they used to listen to the radio and get their shows through there. They There was no visuals. They had to imagine it all, all in their head just from listening to the radio. And that was almost my experience. And I, I actually really enjoyed that. So... I don't know. My my rating might change a little bit, and I I don't know if I'll remember to come back and update you guys on that. But yeah, I think it's gonna stick at about a three three in it. No, I said four. I can't give it a three and a half. It was better than that. I I want to give it a solid, maybe even a three, three and three quarter stars. What we're gonna get into quarters here? I think I'd be comfortable with a three and three quarters because it's not. Three and a half seems like almost bad, like kind of headed towards bad. And I don't, I don't know. I think it deserves better than that. I don't know if I could give it a solid four. It's definitely something I'll rewatch. So I want to give it a four, but I think I'll stick with a three, three and three quarters. 3.75 for those that are don't like fractions and prefer digital or decimal. Digital, Jesus Christ. Um, three and three quarters or 3.75. Halfway between three and a half and four. I don't know how else to describe it for you people that hate math. Um, check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. Check it out, guys. It, I, I think it's worth a watch. I think it should be something that people are talking about, and I'll be keeping an eye out for it. So that is... Is there anything else that I watched or listened to? or No? I didn't finish watching the Super Bowl. That game sucked. Halfway in, I pretty much knew. It was going to suck, so I don't even want to talk about that. Hate Brady. Sorry, I do. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So um, thank you, guys. Pay attention to the outro, all the places you can follow me. Please hit that subscribe button. It helps me, but you get to know exactly when the episode comes out. And you can hear it right away because um, I know that... Pff, you're just dying to hear the show. I mean, come on. Who are we kidding? Um, but anyway, um, as always, guys, have a great week. Hope you guys are doing great. Watch some movies. Throw me some suggestions, man. I, I'll, I'll watch it just because you suggested and we'll talk about it. Um, all that aside, as always, with all the craziness going on in life right now, please be good to each other. Love you guys. You thought I was going to leave you without the little thing that I've been doing at the end, huh? Nope. Love you guys. Peace. I have to fart. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the podcast. If you have any thoughts, comments, suggestions, or questions, yeah, you can reach me at moat9, that's M-O-A-T-N-I-N-E at gmail.com. Um, also go to linktree that's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash moat the number nine where you can find the links to all my social media accounts um instagram twitter etc as well as uh, the other 
podcast platforms like uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast Breaker, etc., whatever. Um, I would greatly appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you are listening on. And as always, thank you for listening. Please be good to each other. Love you guys. Thank <laughs> you.